You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Just when you thought you were sick of this song, it's back, Glee version style. Here we go. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, we are here doing another... Oh, Roxy's not done singing. Okay, so we're here doing another uh, Glee after show for you all. Um, this is episode five of season five, um, The End of Twerk. And we're getting... I don't think we're getting a full-on twerk from Roxy here, but that's okay. You can't twerk while you sit. True. Well, I can tell that to Artie, though. Artie was doing a pretty good job of it tonight. (laughs) Um, But I'm Stephanie Wenger, and in the booth we have Marissa. Say hi, Marissa. Hello, everyone. Hello. (laughs) And girls, want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Roxy Stryer. Hi, Roxy. I'm Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back, Sarah. Oh, thank (laughs) you. Yes, I know. Sad to not have you here last week, but I missed you guys. We need you as our optimistic bunny. I'm here. We got into like a full on debate, Roxy and I, last week. So we kind of always do. It's it's exciting. It's such a. It's not a love hate because there's no hate, but it's a love love hate. Yeah. yeah. Love. There's, there's a lot of love and just like a smidge bit of hate. Oh, <laughs> truth is coming out right here. Um, but that being said, we should get into the episode, the end of twerk. Um, this episode was a fun one. It went back to. Kind of, we've seen this idea of the Glee Club rebelling before, and that's what this episode, at least what Mr. Shu wanted them to do, rebel against the status quo and and go against what people expect. And I don't know that I fully got that message in the episode, but that was the point. Right. I don't know if Mr. Shu is just completely ignorant to what twerking actually is, but his argument about why it should be allowed in school slash his singing of Blurred Lines, which we'll talk about later, but just like him being completely oblivious to what it was actually talking about. I mean, he's so smart, and he's a teacher. What... did he just not get this twerking rebellion thing and that teenagers can rebel but teachers well, can't really? He used the excuse, I believe, that it was that he wanted to blur the line for Sue. And I was like, did you not listen to the... We, we won't get into an in-depth description of the lyrics of this uh, song, but go ahead and listen to it. Um, <laughs> clearly, it's My little not, virgin ears. It's not about <laughs> what Mr. Shu was saying it was about. It's not about blurring the line for someone else. It's about relationships and... Blurring lines and relationships. Or as they say tonight, date yeah. rape on the show. Well, that's what I was not going to go there, Rossi. That's what they said on the show. <laughs> okay. Honestly, okay. it just this whole twerking rebellion thing made me so uncomfortable. Just like the Robin Thicke performance with Miley Cyrus. and You were squirming a yeah, bit during, like, during a lot of these performances tonight. Like, this ain't right. Yeah. You it, know? <laughs> it did feel like, to me... Um, 
something that would one happen in a school ever. I mean, so it's not realistic, is what you're saying. Right. I mean, it happens a lot on Glee, <laughs> but I felt like this was really pushing that line. And we saw Mr. Shu and Sue kind of debate that whether Sue was on the side of what I think any school principal would say, which is twerking is not for school time. <laughs> right. That was not her being mean. That was very reasonable. Yes. Yeah. And I felt like Sue was the reasonable, rational one. And Will was like all over the place. I'm like, Will, this is so out of character for you. You're all about like self-respect. And twerking's really not something that right. you should be proud of i know slash and making people get in these no. sexy costumes yeah, and, and will's mm-hmm. condoning this kind of behavior from all the teenagers and he's fighting for it and, and he's like, like yeah. oh really? unique you can really pop your booty and it's like you're a teacher you're a teacher and we've seen this we mentioned last week with um with sam dating the nurse like they're really going in a weird direction on glee right now with right. kind of blurring the line between i'll say staff and Students? Yes, I was just really happy not to see Penny tonight. No offense, but just yeah. was not in the mood to have another line blurred. Yeah. <laughs> um, Way too many lines already tonight. I yeah. think you're right. Honestly, this song to me, uh, even though we might be a little over the song, even though the performance, whatever, it does fit what's going on in the theme of Glee right now, you have to admit. Just not the actual lyrics yeah. of the song, but the term blurred lines. I, w- I completely agree with you that... Yes, there are lots of blurred lines on Glee, but I didn't feel like that was the actual theme of the episode. Right. It was an episode about rebellion and and other things, and so it was interesting to have this be the song choice. We'll get into all of our thoughts on these songs, because I know we have a ton of them tonight. But I, I'd have to disagree with that, and I really do see it being about blurred lines with Unique and his his, his her situation with the bathrooms, with... Blurred lines of relationships between Jake Marley and Bree. And, you know, there's just, like, a lot of crossing lines that was going uh, on. Oh, I can see absolutely on the show that there are blurred lines going that on. I just meant the, the, like, the theme that he wrote on that board. That, that the twerk. Didn't, yeah, oh. the twerk. Like, it didn't all relate to that, necessarily. But... Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wrote that down, too. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that... Mr. Shoe's not setting, or by the end of the episode, maybe, but at the beginning, not setting the best example for his students. No. And I thought it was so off that he was comparing the trend of twerking to, to the, the waltz and the whatever it was. The to the mashed potato. Yeah, and, and all of those Charleston. trends. I get dancing trends, but um, you know what? I think there's just like such a terrible taste in our mouths about twerking because of the Robin Thicke and Miley Cyrus performance. I don't have a bad taste about twerking. I think twerking is fun and it's spirited. I just think that in school, like, I was what say, the hell are you thinking? There's a time and a place for twerking, and I don't know that it's a high school hallway. Right. Um, mm, but Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And by I don't know, you mean hell no. Yeah. By hell no, it's not It's not the right place for, for it. But I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Or as Murray Sadie would say. Right. So, <laughs> in that way, it's just oh, an interesting. It's an int- yeah. Oh, Amber Riley. So oh, go- that made me really miss her. <laughs> so good on Dancing with the Stars. But um, it was interesting to see this episode. Uh, Mr. Shu's character did change dramatically in a lot of ways. He was encouraging them to act in a way that. Previously, he would have never encouraged. Yeah, he would not have condoned that. And I didn't think that that change in his character was 
I, I thought it was out of the blue. You know, usually when his character changes, it's because something happened with Emma or something. You know, it just seemed like he let his hatred for Sue mm-hmm. be the catalyst for this, which yeah, isn't right. typical of him. Absolutely. And I know they were using um, Finn's death for changes in some of the characters tonight. And I was wondering if this was going to be a Phil, I mean, why did I say Phil? A Will reacting to that tragedy. Right. But nothing was even mentioned uh, to that end. If with, he was like, sometimes you have to live a little because you never know what's going to happen the next in yeah, something like that. But no, you're mentioned. right. I will say that his history of dance, what he did to get his job back, um, we should say that he was fired by Sue for the twerking, got his job back by showing this history of dance mm-hmm. thing. It made me want them to do like a full on, like, those were like tidbits of dance, and I wanted to see like an episode right. of the history of dance because that seemed really fun. It just was not placed in the right way. Especially the Elvis pelvis. I was like, uh huh. I <laughs> yeah. could watch that for a little bit. <laughs> I know. Well, like the mashed potato, if you think back to like hairspray. Yeah. This is such mm-hmm. a fun one. Potato. Kitty. Yeah. Kitty was so cute doing that. Adorable. Um, and we mentioned Unique um, and his, uh, his storyline tonight was all about where do you belong. And that did fit, I agree, with the Blurred Lines concept. Um, we're talking about Unique right now? Yes. Yeah, I thought that Unique was very... Uh, this was my favorite part of the episode by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you, the performance was incredible. I'm not talking about the song. I'm talking mm-hmm. about just throughout the episode, the emotion. It was so there for me. Um, and I think that this is an issue, yes, that Glee has covered but we have we kind of just threw unique on the show and i felt like tonight went really in depth to see mm-hmm. little everyday i mean not so little but everyday things that affect unique mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i love unique as a character and i wanted to know i i agree and this was an opportunity to really explore those issues and i think that again in a high school environment they're in- it's interesting because they're doing some things where it's super realistic uh the unique storyline tonight would be something that would realistically happen in the high school, that there would be that struggle, unfortunately. Absolutely. I mean, the way the jocks handled that situation, obviously, it makes you want to punch them all in the face. Right. right. Just the same reaction that Jake and Ryder and Sam all had. Mm -hmm. But violence is not the answer, as we have learned. But I'm glad that Jake and Ryder did stand up after and showed that support for um oh yeah unique yeah. because last season technically the same year but we, we saw Ryder he had problems with unique and his sexuality but he came around that was only because of i think that Ryder had issues he had just as big of an issue when he thought it was Marley as when it was unique you know it had nothing i don't think that had to do with who unique was or, or the way that unique just finds whatever about herself but I think that it was more about him being so devastated and hurt and completely betrayed yeah. by mm-hmm. somebody who considered a friend. I don't think that he ever had a problem with unique and Yeah, I I think that yeah, that wasn't necessarily an issue about Yeah, it was more about the betrayal. I I do get confused though. Do we I don't know what this is just maybe ignorance on my part, but does Unique prefer to be called she? Or I know tonight episode it was called he. Do you guys know? I I, I want to say she. She. Yeah. She. Okay. I think Unique but. for sure identifies himself as a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was mentioned, he, she was mentioned both ways tonight. But yeah. that's 
something that maybe our fans can tweet at us or let us know what they're thinking because I think it really was referenced both ways tonight. So go on iTunes, rate, comment, let us know what you're thinking um, about that storyline, everything. Did you like the twerking episode? Were, did you want to hear more blurred lines? Were you not over that song? I know we mentioned last week we were. Maybe you guys were like, I can't get enough. I loved it. So let us know what you think of the song selection, what we're doing here. We love reading all of your comments. I love when you tweet me. It's the best. So thank you. The best makes my whole week. And also on YouTube, you guys are amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. The love that we get from the show, it like... Just brightens my day. Yes, I yeah, I love it. So, cleeks. Exactly, and <laughs> we're being a little critical tonight, but I I think this episode it's because we care. Exactly, it's, we we yeah, want it's the best. We love the show so much. Yeah, exactly. So we definitely want to hear your thoughts. Though maybe you loved it, and we're just being negative. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on to Marley, Jake, and Bree, who. Oh, this is the love triangle I never wanted to have happen. And I don't even want to call it a love triangle because it's really not. It's uh, Jake. So we wondered last week whether he actually did what it looked like he did on the episode, which is cheat on Marley. Right. And I was ho- I you heard me last week. I was praying. I was like I really don't think he did. I hope he didn't. I know. I was and wrong. and it just to me looked like it had to be the case. And of course, this week we not only find out that that happened, but the way um, Marley finds out was devastating. To have the uh, other girl come up to you and announce it and, and literally like on the head. rub it in your face. Yeah. Oh, and to like announce it in such an intimate way, like I know where the freckle on his hip mm-hmm. is. Uh, and w- no, like oh, when you kiss it and he freaks out a little bit. Oh wait, you wouldn't know. Yeah. I just wanted to. We got to get her in studio because. Yeah, we're, we have we're to ask her. She seems through correspondence like the sweetest thing, and so we have to see what it's like playing a role that is such a complete B I T C H. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess I can say bitch because if Becky says bitch all day long, <laughs> I mean, she really has said bitch the last like six episodes. I know. <laughs> I, I only been five. It, <laughs> Becky saying bitch, I don't think that was necessary. I mean, yeah, maybe it was funny, but it was so out of not place. Necessary, and I feel like. Th- wouldn't you think Will would say something? Yeah, I'm gonna think a student calling a teacher a bitch. Inappropriate. That's right. so wrong. I couldn't agree with you more. She's on so the bit- protected by Sue. That's right. Why. Exactly. I mean, she's never gonna get in trouble. She's Sue's right hand. Equitary. Yeah. Hundred percent. But to go back to Marley and Jake. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, this is just uh, one of those things where we all didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we initially thought that Marley and Jake would be, I think we mentioned it last year, I hate to say it now, but the Finn, the new Finn and Rachel type couple. Yeah. And that's just clearly not the case. This is when I remembered that he's a Puckerman. <laughs> this is why like, I kind true. of forgot that they were related until tonight, like our last episode. Right. This is when I remembered what he was like pre-Marley. Yeah. I mean, uh, we didn't like him at first. He was kind of a little dirtbag. Mm-hmm. But n- I don't know. And I always was skeptical with her going with him over Ryder. Mm-hmm. Ryder seems like such a good guy. I like, know. And consistent. Good guys finish last. And let's all hope not. Ryder doesn't seem like the kind of person who would cheat. No. Never. Never. But... Jake, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out on the mm-hmm. show, for sure. Um, whether, I mean, it looked like Marley was obviously going to end things with Jake, yeah. or essentially did in a lot of ways. But, like, yeah. what would it say for a girl on this show to forgive 
like a guy who cheated on her in that way. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a good statement to make. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but talking about statements to make, I think this show is making a lot of bad statements with the yeah. will thing, with the tattoo thing, exactly. with when to take risks, with what to, yeah. you know. I, I was just going to say the same thing. I was like, this show's condoning a lot of negative yeah. Behavior. outcomes. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I... I don't know. Okay. When people say once a cheater, always a cheater, I think that is in general true. I I do think that there's a truth to that, but I do think there are exceptions to the rule. But at the same time, if Marley was to write this second get back with him, oh my God, that's just an awful message. Well, Mm -hmm. I think what we're really talking about here is that Glee is like, these kids obviously need to make mistakes and it's okay to show those on air, but... What in a lot of ways, what they're saying is like throw caution to the wind and it'll work out. Right. And I don't know that the idea of like cut your hair before a broad. We'll talk about all this in a second, but cut your hair before a Broadway show and you'll still have the part. Everything will work out just fine. Um, anyone who works in this industry knows that that would be a no go <laughs> in a hundred different ways. You would get fired. Yeah. Immediately. Like, <laughs> like you would get fired. No questions asked because just the kind of person you are. Yeah. I mean, that's showing that you are not responsible. And that was, and what, if you got a tattoo, yeah. you'd also get fired. Yeah. It's one of those things where uh, tonight it felt like rather than showing rebellion, they were showing a lack of responsibility. And I think that's the wrong message to send to young people who are watching the show. You know what else is the wrong message to send? Rider sideburns. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally you did put that out. Because they were huge. <laughs> they were huge. Rider is <laughs> such a smoke show. Yeah. <laughs> to put those on such a good looking male. Yeah. Wrong message to send. Oh, dear God. <laughs> just trim them a little bit. They were like their own little froze. Want to, you know, message Blake Jenner about that? Yeah, we got to get him back in here yeah. so I can tell him. Yeah. Get rid of that. We but you know what he live d- sideburn cut I, here in studio. I guarantee you he wanted to cut them, but he didn't because he had this role and they didn't tell him to. Yeah. And that's what professionals do. I was also, Rachel Berry. I also wanted to give one defense to the Glee, to Glee tonight and say that an issue that Ryan Murphy has mentioned over and over again that he wants to deal with on Glee is bullying. And they did address bullying in some capacity tonight. Um, are you talking about when Brie pointed at the no bullying sign? Oh, and, and, the, and the fact that Brie <laughs> was you. bullying yes. like right before she, right. she did that. And then she like turned it on Marley saying, oh, you're bullying. But you just did it one minute I before I mean, that. yes, and there unique. was some hypocritical activity in that tonight, <laughs> for sure. But I think what... Unique as well. Yeah. Bullying. What mm-hmm. are the chances that a sign that says bully free zone actually works any percentage? No. It doesn't. And But I think that if you show the right way to stand up and that's not necessarily physically fighting back and that's what they showed with Unique tonight, that there's another way to be yourself and continue to thrive in high school, maybe that is an okay message. As you just mentioned Unique, I just quickly wanted to go back to her for one second because yes. we didn't mention the porta-potties. Um, yes. And that was just something I wanted to throw out there. That that I liked that comic relief of Tina and the porta potties this episode. <laughs> That's all I had to say on that. I I feel like I agree with you. They used it in a comedic way with the question marks yeah. and it, like, but it also felt in a sense like Sue was bullying. I mean, unique, absolutely, unique. Mm-hmm. and that I think I like in that situation would cry. Like I think. There's, like, a deeper level to this episode that wasn't really addressed. That's true, but I, 
at least I appreciate it because otherwise Sue was in the right all episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciated that she was still the villain because of this move. Mm -hmm. Had she not done this, we would have all sided with Sue. Like, it's completely reasonable to be the principal and not want your students to dress like that and act like that in the hallways. Mm -hmm. I Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I just had to say that we were saying that they were sending lots of bad messages. Right, and, and this they, was another. They tried, mm -hmm. they tried with the bullying to, to do something. I don't know that it fully worked. Okay. Yeah. Um, that being said... Agreement. Agreement. I like it. Yes. I was like, that being said, time to move on to... Groundbreaking. Uh, uh, no, first time in a long time that we've agreed on something. But we're we're trying new things Getting tonight. There. It's good. We're rebelling against the status quo in our own show. We're going to have a twerk off one of these days. I mean, I'm I sad. I would love to see that, actually, between yeah. you two. I can I mean... set that up right now. I can't get back. Oh, my God. I wish I never said anything. I was going to say, we got Phil last week to agree to possibly twerk on our show and who is not engineering our show tonight? Phil. We call him on speaker. Yeah. I know. Hey, Phil. Yes. So... I could arrange that, too. But again... You know with, somebody who knows somebody? Yeah. Again, with the rebellion tonight, we had Rachel and Kurt. We mentioned her cutting her hair for the Broadway show that she's in, Funny Girl. I'm sure you watched the episode. Well, faking if you're cutting this. her hair. Right. Yeah, I fake. Knew that was a wig. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, we saw stills, or at least I saw stills of it while they were shooting right. with the shorter hair. And you know, Leah Michelle did not cut her hair. Although yeah. I thought that it looked awesome. Oh, yeah. it looked phenomenal. I, I and then when she took the wig off, I was like, wow, I kind of wish she would do that to her hair. It, it was super cute on her, but it just really complimented her face shape. Yeah, uh, I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did. In all honesty, right. Um. Uh, probably my very least favorite moment of the episode was after she's talking to Kurt about the hair and takes off the wig and she's saying she you have to risk it all, whatever. And he says, does this have to do with Finn? That line just pissed me off so much. As if, like, does this have to do with you failing your math test? Yeah. It was the way it was phrased, you know? Like, mm -hmm. just so thrown out. Yeah. And I know that people on um, our His YouTube delivery, page, you mean. Like, the I, way he delivered the line? It wasn't even... the way. Just that line. I guess it was delivery. I don't know whether it's writing, delivery, I, situation. But people on YouTube have been talking a lot how they really don't like how they had... We had the Finn episode, and then it's only barely mentioned. I don't know how I would fix this problem because, no, we cannot spend the rest of Glee morning Finn, morning, afternoon, I, night. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I just think that... Even a slight language change, like, I think he said, what, what was it, that um, it was like, is this about Finn? If it was like, are you still hurting because of Finn? Like, it, like some slight language difference, right. like, in the script, that could have made all the difference. It felt off the cuff rather than, like, an emotional, again, missing that deeper level. Right. I just felt like he needed to sit her down and be like, I... Just so you know, I'm I'm here, and you're here for me. Like, some sort of conversation or something. Does this have to do with Finn? It sounded like, like how, I don't know. It, it, it just, just really bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. It just did. And, I, I again, I, I don't want to put blame on Chris Colfer because I think he's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I, I just think that maybe they're all still hurting about Finn that uh, – or about Corey, yeah. that they don't feel comfortable going to that deeper level every time. Yeah, I mean, and you have to eventually, as hard as it is, yeah. go to work and do your job. But, and in that being said, you don't have to dredge up your feelings right. week after week. Because, again, there was even that mm -hmm. line with Rachel, and she said, it's been a really hard month. 
And I mm-hmm. even didn't see the emotional weight mm-hmm. on that line. You know, like, uh, it, yeah. again, it sounded like, oh, my dog peed on the bed and my and I, my trash, I forgot to take it out, so it smells. It's been a really hard month. Like, as, like it wasn't as pro- yeah. profound as it right. should have been. Yeah. I, I, exactly. I, I totally hear you. And as hard as it is for us to hear it that way, I, I, I there is a truth to that phase of mourning for someone like some people go there where or which is not going there right yeah. i guess i'm just so not there about Corey, yeah. so i feel like mm-hmm. it's i i don't know it just feels a little contrived to me and that being said we do have some news and gossip and i think leah michelle is not to that point either so right. she's been talking in interviews about Corey, and mm-hmm. it's clear that she's probably not there either right. um so we'll talk about that in a bit um I did. Can't wait. I know. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, so Rachel, um, I did think it was nice to get, I feel like we have seen Kurt be a little bit in a box. And it, I don't know that this is the way I wanted to see him get out of the box. But um, he... so they both ended up with these great, meaningful tattoos that they loved, you know, like, I don't know. I had kind of had a problem with that. And a piercing to boot. Yeah. yeah, and the tongue piercing. and The piercing was weird. And they were yeah. so supportive of each other. I, don't get me wrong. You guys know me. Anybody who watches the show knows that I'm like the wild child. You know, yeah. I, I do my own thing. And I'll be, I I get drunk and make stupid decisions. We all, we're humans. You know, we do things. But I, mean, I, I, I as I was saying earlier, everyone makes mistakes. Right. But that's the point. People do make mistakes. And I've made mistakes before. And I've gone out and done things. And I'm like, the next day, it's like. You know what? I needed that for life, but that probably wasn't the smartest move. I I wanted a little bit of acknowledgement. Like, we know that we're being silly, but we have to do it anyway. Well, where I wanted the show to take a different turn was when Kurt realized the tattoo was wrong. He woke up hungover. To realize, like, this isn't who I am. Right. And to find some other way of expressing himself rather than going and getting that tat- the tattoo fixed, which I guess he was happy with in the end, so props to him. But... The tattoo artist said something very interesting to him that really completely, I I agree with the sentence, but okay, anyway, he says, you step back now and you'll never take another risk again. Yeah. I don't disagree with that because you know when you do something and you mess it up, like, or say you're a dancer and you fall and you're scared to get back up and do it again because you're Mm -hmm. scared to make a mistake. If you don't do it right then and there then you're probably not going to be able to do it. It's like getting back up on the horse once you're bucked off. But I I mean, so I I agree with that. Right. That was a better reference. But in terms of tattoos, Mm -hmm. I don't think making a mistake with a tattoo, if you don't get another one right then and there. No. I mean, I just didn't. It was a weird analogy. I understand that, like, people who get tattoos, there's, like, a thing about getting more and more of them. Like, friends of mine who have them say, like, they always want to high from it. Yeah, they want another one. Great, but I think there has to be people in this world who get a tattoo and realize it's not for them, and that's okay too. Like they they have the one, and that's enough. Right. I, I don't know. Just you step uh, you step back now, and you'll f- never take another risk again. Yeah. That is such a meaningful sentence. And when you think about that with a tattoo, you step back now from yeah. getting tattoos, mm-hmm. and you'll never take another risk again. Like getting another tattoo. What? Like yeah. I, I don't know. It just seemed. It was a strange. strange I don't one. think getting tattoos was their the the best way to handle their loss and not and being in a funk kind of you know yeah. in life. I don't think that was the best 
way to go about it. I think there was a better alternative to that. And also taking swigs right before of yeah, the alcohol. Yeah, and like, they yeah. were drinking before not that. So 21. they're obviously not thinking straight. Yeah. And then they're doing this craziness. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've dealt with underage drinking, I should say. But we're yeah. on the show. Yeah, but it's just showing, like, this episode, they're showing all the wrong ways to approach things. Right. What I will say is realistic. It is it is a little realistic that they would be drinking, that they would be doing things that are uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. But what's but what isn't good about it is the way that they're portraying it as okay. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't expect them to be coping with this perfectly, but then that should be addressed that they're not coping with it perfectly. Well, I thought what was interesting is they mentioned it right before a commercial break. I think Rachel says, like, let's use it as anesthesia. Yeah. And anesthesia, like, not to feel. And that's kind of what we saw in their lines tonight was that they weren't feeling whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll save it for predictions, but I think we haven't seen the end of this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um, I, I, will, I will say, though, I thought that it was my favorite part about this was that Rachel didn't show her tattoo and that she said, what am I going to get on my body that I'm going to love that, for the next 50 years? It was the sweetest moment. And then moment. you saw the fin. I thought that that, I even have shivers saying yeah. it, I I really love that. Did anyone, like, love the irony that was this whole storyline? Because we know that Chris Colfer, he said in an interview that he will never, ever get a tattoo. And, yeah, his character got a tattoo on the show. And then Leah or Leah has, like, seven to eight tattoos. Lord knows how many tattoos she has. And then yeah. her character said that she didn't get one. So I just found the irony yeah. well, they, in funny. this episode. They had to funny. cover Leah Michelle up tonight because I think they are, like, on her arms right. and oh, things. Oh, yeah, they're so, all over the place. Yeah, and ankles and things like that. So you, we didn't see them tonight i don't think you ever really do on the show but um no rachel barry would not no but uh she does have a lot of them and i kept thinking about that it was my one of my favorite moments in the episode seeing that little tattoo and also for all you gleeks out there it's rumored that leah michelle um actually has a tattoo for Corey. the last thing he said to her and it's if you say so so i guess you can try to spot that in paparazzi pictures but do you know where it's supposed to be? I don't recall, but I know it's if you say so, and it's allegedly the last thing he said to her. So, sad. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, should we jump into songs and switch gears? Yes, please. Yeah, before we jump <laughs> more into that. I was like, that's, that's a really sad um, thing. So the first song tonight was You Are Woman, I Am Man. Of It's from Funny Girl and Rachel and... Pablo San Pablo, her co-star, was singing it with her. Ian Garfield. Oh, yeah. he's gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I thought that this was, it was fun, and I liked their interactions and the playful around the room. Um, sure. Yeah, I thought it was beautifully sung, mm-hmm. but they lack chemistry. Like, as for whatever reason, you've seen Rachel have chemistry, not just with Finn, with many people on the show and probably very hard to be romantic with somebody right now yeah and she she was not it was not the most romantic i've ever seen her be maybe it's beginning of rehearsals and that chemistry will improve mm-hmm. and then, by the way i love seeing peter facinelli on the show so he's much so fun. gorgeous too. yeah yeah and sorry i i just gotta say i think yes the scene was a bit forced between the two characters because one we just saw her haircut or supposed her alleged haircut. Yeah. So we're getting used to that. And I think it was the age difference that was really throwing yeah. me off. Yeah. And I, I get, you know, it's the the story, you know, it is um, Funny Girl. But the I think it was the age difference well, that I couldn't get with. That was the director's problem with casting her as well. However, as we know, 
film is not as forgiving as Broadway is and on stage, it's very likely that the two of them could be cast with that big of an age difference. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if it was Funny Girl, the movie, yeah, not, so not going to happen. Right. It's yeah. easier to mask on stage. Right. Yeah. I thought that I actually really enjoyed it just because I'm a, a Broadway, <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. a Broadway freak, <laughs> and I agree that the chemistry on camera was not as there was apparent. A, yeah, apparent. Yeah. Um, but I just love the coyness that she was playing, and she's just such a natural with the way she carries yeah. herself she's an yeah. when singing Broadway yeah. music. I mean, songs. and Leah Michelle. I mean, just to mention it, I know we've said it before on the show. To come back in the way she has after everything that happened with Corey is an incredible testament to who she is as a performer because she is there doing the work week after Mm -hmm. week. And I also liked it because it was a small taste of what we'll eventually see with her character. And we know that Rachel has loved Fanny Bryce forever. And then so we got just a small dosage Mm -hmm. of what we'll get in the future. Yeah. Right. And then we switched gears again <laughs> to Blurred Lines, Robin Thicke's song with um, Pharrell Williams, of course. And this was, ever, I think, most of the guys from uh, from New Directions, Will, Jake, Artie, oh, and Kitty and Bray, so also the girls. Awkward. Yeah. I mean, just, like, literally throwing guys against lockers and rubbing your butts on their penises. Like, that's what was going on it in the school hallways. so awkward. It was Yes. Super awkward. I couldn't agree with you more. It also sounded like a kids' bop song almost. <laughs> this, this was my bigger issue. <laughs> Did it not? When I closed my eyes for a second, it was like, and like everybody, everybody get up. Yeah. Like, there, there's a what? real risk in taking a song like this that has been played all summer long. Everybody's heard it the same way a hundred million times mm-hmm. and trying to change it up. And I felt like for some reason this version... I normally love when Glee does that, and for some reason this version didn't do it for me. Yeah, first of all, I'm, like I said last week, I'm over the song. The the thing I didn't like about it was, one, everyone in the school was singing. I mean, they were going down the hallway, so like a bunch, we saw a bunch of random people we've never seen also singing and dancing to the song. And two, uh, Brie keeps on looking at Jake, and there was a whole lot of eye weird eye contact throughout the whole Rubbing up on him. Yeah, and so that just kind of always like inserted itself throughout this whole number which took mm-hmm. me out of it and yeah I just don't care for this yeah um moving on to my favorite number of the night which was if I were a boy um it was exactly to me the right song choice for that moment without a doubt the best song of the episode yeah <laughs> unbelievably sung such great emotion i mean obviously this song's a little different because parts of it are romantic. Mm-hmm. So that, but I thought it was an amazing choice. Yeah, we agreed on something. Literally out of the water, out of the park. Uh, yeah. The song was so it was amazing. I had chills. Yeah. It was amazing, and and I think everybody in the chorus room had was feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, not acting, but just like listening to right. that performance, it was in- insane. Right, loved it. Or oh, I I completely agree. Okay, it's, good. it's such a it's it's a it's a relatively common situation um, in high schools, but you don't really get you don't. What's always, a relatively common situation? Um, for for a a kid to be in that position and to have to feel 
like he can't be or she can't be herself because she's subjecting herself to being bullied. And, um, you know, unless you're a really good friend to someone like that, you don't often see the emotion that comes behind it or comes with that. And this was just like the perfect way in this situation with Unique to express the struggle and the sorrow that comes from that kind of life. And I, I loved how this seemed like the only number throughout the whole episode that actually went full length. All the other ones, you know, they, they get shortened, but yeah. this went like the whole entire time, which allowed him to express, you know, all of his emotions and his problems and, and in the proper way, though, yeah. to really address it. I, mm-hmm. I just really appreciated it felt like one of the more emotionally... Like profound performances we've had on a, in a while on the show. Obviously, the Corey tribute had those kinds of performances, but just like a typical episode, it felt a very emotionally deep for an episode that didn't feel necessarily that way throughout. Right. Um, that being said, um, moving on to Wrecking Ball, which of course is a Miley Cyrus song. Um, we've heard a lot in the last few months. Um, it was sung by Marley. Obviously, Roxy wants to jump in first and you know, give her opinion. Marley <laughs> felt uncomfortable twerking. Marley felt uncomfortable being Gaga, but Marley didn't feel uncomfortable performing Wrecking Ball, like, half naked. I just, Marley is way too sweet for this song, and honestly, I don't think Miley Cyrus is that great of a singer. A performer is a different story, but as a singer, no. Marley is a ten times has a ten times better voice, in my opinion, and she just didn't there it lacked emotion she was just cheated on and i don't know to me it was flat and and another thing yes and miley cyrus is not the greatest role model for people for kids these age you know the teenagers like she's not someone you should look mm-hmm. forward to and then having yeah i i honestly i never listen to wrecking ball cuz i can't stand miley but <laughs> that's just my personal opinion so uh, so I don't know what really goes on in the Wrecking Ball, other than the mm-hmm. fact that I know she's breaking through walls. But the, there was a moment <laughs> when <laughs> there was a moment when Marley's throwing like bricks through glass. I'm like, are we really condoning this? Are we teaching girls who are being cheated yeah, on? I was mimicking to, the music video. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was to just about to say. Be yeah. angry right. and go through this behavior and throw bricks at things when you're angry. Like that's something. That's not a message well, we want to send to teenagers. Here's the thing: lyrically, I think it works, and they could have they yes. could have performed it differently and not just mimic the music video. Because if you if you just go with the words and let her express it in that emotive way somehow, and not try and copy Miley, then I think it yeah. might have been okay. I was but- gonna. Yeah, I was going to say that Miley's antics sometimes overshadow the performance. And what's interesting is... Miley's uh, or Marley's? Miley's. Okay. Miley's antics <laughs> um, sometimes overshadow her her ability to sing a song. There's actually, if you go online, a director's cut of Wrecking Ball that is just her singing with tears in her eyes. Right. And you hear her voice, and it is a very different experience than watching the Wrecking Ball video. That being said, going back to Glee, um, Marley's performance tonight, what bothered me most about it was it didn't feel emotionally charged charged after being cheated on. And she it was like the PG version of Miley's naked wrecking ball video. Right. So glad there was, she yeah. there was nothing raw or truthful about yeah. it. Yeah, and, and she I, was like in this leotard and right. it felt odd. The worst part was 
the second it ended, the next thing we see is Marley with Mr. Shu in the chorus room. There's a bunch of other people. And she's, like, dancing and laughing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. did I – WTF? Yeah. Did I miss something? Like, I don't even understand. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been cheated on before, you know it feels like goddamn daggers. Like, when you love somebody and they rip your heart out. And we saw that when she actually – she was totally there when she confronted him. I thought the emotion was there. It was, mm-hmm. But then it just was gone. Yeah, and right. it doesn't feel like daggers. And then, eh, okay. It just felt like she was, like, tossing a brick through a window yeah. because that's what she was told to it, do rather than, like, the emotional charge behind right. why that was happening. It was the bootleg version of Miley's video. Well, I was just saying. Like, and just going through the motions of, like, oh, there was a wrecking ball there. And there were walls. And she was throwing stuff. We've got to make her do those same things. I was like, going to say, and we saw this last week with Katy Perry and Roar. Um, she They did, like, the jungle theme like from Katy Perry's video and I think it's okay to have a new take Glee writers like do something different these songs are great but you don't need to make their video again right I've yeah. seen it yeah like, but the artist yeah exactly like Miley was naked uh, Katy Perry in a rainforest like we get it we, we've seen those we just want something we want the Glee version of it we want we, originality yeah. I get it when it's like the Beatles and you want to do something like, that was old school an but iconic like, moment yeah. or like when <laughs> but, they did Grease and it was very yeah, but akin for, to like, it but it works but these just they're still on MTV they're, yeah these but, music videos are still out yeah, the yeah. thing is with Beatles and Grease they're, they're more homages to them they're respecting them and showing how great they are and these are just like the the version that they're doing with Miley's video and Roar, they're they're just replications. And they're not really honoring anything. Right. I was gonna say next week, of course, we have Billy Joel and it's the music of Billy Joel, so I we can expect to see some of his most iconic But music. that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different. D- very different. Um and finally tonight on our way, it's by the Royal Concept. Um, it was all of New Directions. It's actually a song I'm not particularly familiar with. Maybe you girls are. Uh, no, I was surprised, too, when they were like, let's get back to our roots. And then they picked the song. I maybe have heard it once. It sounded familiar, and I'm pretty well-versed in the music. Wor- I yeah. mean, that sounded... Ca- I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, Roxy no, knows what she's it. talking about. We, no, we, we, yeah, we, I clearly <laughs> don't, because this must be a very popular song that I was unaware yeah. was. Um Maybe I didn't. It's not our generation. I didn't hate guys. the song. It was fine. The song was good. But when they were like, "Let's get back to our new direction roots," I wanted a kick butt song. I wanted a kick butt song or a journey song. Like I, yeah. I, I know, like, like it's an epic like, kick butt song. Like, yeah. like it's, like it's the season obvious, one kind of feeling. Yeah, kind of song. it's an mm-hmm. obvious choice because like the joke is that Glee always goes back to journey. Right. But in a lot of ways, there wasn't a lot of lightheartedness in this episode and it felt like maybe a good journey song was a place to end it i don't know the the thing is yes i don't know the song either all that well but i was thrown off by the random mirror go around that was on the stage that threw me off and what was the point of that i don't know if that was part of the music video that goes with that song but it was just so random they just wanted it seemed like they wanted it to be this fun uplifting moment and like we're all back together and we are who we are and i wasn't sure that Maybe because I don't know the song and I need to look up the lyrics more, but it didn't feel that way to me. Like just in like the staging of it, it wasn't like, oh, this is so uplifting. Uh huh. But yeah, 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 I completely agree. Plus, there's drama going on with with the performance, like with yeah. Jake and Marley, and mm-hmm. yeah. just the tension there. So how could it be completely uplifting? Fun uplifting. and, uh, fun and uplifting. Yeah. Um, Want to jump into some news and gossip? You guys ready? After Buzz TV News. 
I'm just still looking at my comment. Ryder sideburns. Yeah. What? Yes, I know. We're really broken up about it. I'm really, really <laughs> torn up inside. Yes. Um, and you're going to be more torn up in a second here because I'm going to start with the hardest piece of news we good, have good. tonight. Yeah. It is hard. Get it yeah. out of the way. Um, so Leah Michelle did an interview with Elle magazine. We ran out of time to talk about it last week. It'll be on newsstands next week. Um, it's their December issue. She looks beautiful on the cover, by the way. Um, but she talks about her mental state after Corey's death. I never thought I would be in this position in my whole life. Now I'm in this position and you can choose to rise. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I know Corey would want nothing more than for me to take this situation and use it to help people. It's very hard and you have to be very strong to come out alive. But I think by doing the best for myself, by showing that you don't have to lose yourself, maybe someone else will feel some sort of strength or comfort. Do you, I mean, it's just such a perfectly crafted answer, and it's exactly what she should and we would all hope she would say. Do you think that she goes over with her public, like, memorizes these responses, or do you think just she's so graceful? I mean, how does this come to be? I mean, that's a great question. I would imagine she's obviously talked to her publicist about the direction. The direction. She, I don't know if she rehearses answers with her publicist. That's a, a tough question to answer that being said having interviewed Corey, i mean it seems so true to what their relationship was and that seemed really sweet to me it wasn't something where she was like i'm gonna do this because i think it's the right no thing. i'm not saying it was contrived in the least bit i was just curious like yeah. how do you phrase something so perfectly it just it is really it encompassed beautiful. everything it's, that she needed to it's i a, think she probably she definitely thought about it yeah you know a lot like what will when i do talk about this what will i say yeah, and it was also really sweet. She mentions that Kate Hudson, who we've seen on the oh, show, yeah, mm-hmm. um, opened her home to Leah Michelle and all of her friends and family right after this happened because, as you know, living in L.A. or we live in L.A., that the paparazzi is relentless when something like this happens, and she couldn't go home. So She said that she went up to her and said, I don't know what I'm going to do or where to stay, and she was like, well, you're staying with me. It's done. Yeah, so. exactly, and... So, I mean, it's so nice to hear, once again, we've mentioned it before, but there's an absolute Glee family. And in the aftermath of this tragedy, you're you're seeing that Glee family and even to guest stars like Kate Hudson that it she can really go to these people and depend on them. So Right. That's yeah. sweet. Moving on to some hopefully a little more positive news and gossip. I don't know. Um, the Muppets are coming to Glee. Um, I saw a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, Leah Michelle um, has been trying to do some fun things on her Twitter, and she posted pictures of her and Adam Lambert, Naya Rivera, and Chris Culver, all with Muppets characters. So that'll be it. really fun to see. I hope that yeah. that's awesome. It's cute because it kind of like resembles them in a way. Exactly. Um, and also, we have Blake Jenner. Um, he is creating his own indie film. We've seen a lot of. Um, actors do this. Zach, Chris Colfer. Yeah. Lightning Z- Strike. Yeah, the Chris Struck Colfer. Struck by Lightning. Um, Struck by Lightning Strike. Good Struck movie. by Lightning. Good movie. Yes, with Sarah Hyland. Um, but uh, so Zach Braff, people like that, have asked um, in a Kickstarter campaign for funds from fans or from anyone who feels like they want to donate. So they're trying uh, to get $100,000 um, to finance uh, Billy Boy. It's an indie drama that he wrote. And will star his real life fiance Melissa from the show, so that's exciting too. Um, and 
It's, um, it centers around a high school senior trying to turn his crime-ridden life around after meeting a waitress, and they'll play opposite each other. So Glee fans out there, hopefully this movie will get made. Donate for it if you can. And, um, Is that confirmed that they're engaged? They are. It, it, according to this article, they are real-life fiancé. So. Oh. <laughs> yes. Because I, I, um, I last I was reading, they never confirmed. Like, I don't never, think, they, like, I don't yes, think they officially confirmed it, but I think it's... Definitely. I think people saw the ring. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like everything but confirmed, basically. Like, it's not been officially said, but the ring is out there, things like that. Um, and then we have one more article about... Uh, so, it's kind of a prediction for the show, and that's why I thought we would end with it and talk about whether we think this is true or not. Um, so, in a later episode, uh, Kurt will sing with Adam Lambert's character, Star Child... Um, a song um, that's kind of a love song, I guess. Um, it hasn't really been revealed what this song is yet, and that's making fans curious on Twitter about whether that will become a relationship and whether Blaine, yeah, they'll pe- end, he'll end his relationship with Blaine. People were tweeting with us about it, and also I saw it on our YouTube page asking if we would be a fan of that couple. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have a really hard time if... if- Blaine and Kurt break up. I love Blaine and Kurt. Me too. I will be. I will be sad. I like Adam Lambert. Don't get me wrong. Me and I too. think Starchild yeah. is a fun character, but don't break up one of our like favorite no, couples. And, and yeah. the thing is, like we saw Blaine cheat on Kurt, and you saw how devastated Kurt was after that. I don't think Kurt would do the same thing to Blaine. I don't think it's going to be cheating. I don't think no. Kurt would do that. I think he no. would end things first, but I don't think it's going to happen in general because, let's be honest, there are it couple now. Yeah. They're the couple of the show now. It could just be a test, another test for the relationship. I Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to be clear sailing for them, but I hope that it's not um, Star Child that comes between them. Um, so should we jump into predictions with that being said? And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So I'm going to start out with a Kurt prediction. Um, I think that... This tattoo situation, he's trying to be like, I'm crazy, I'm whatever, and it's going to lead him in some other direction. I don't think it's that he's just going to have this band and be this crazy, outgoing guy. I think he's going to find something that he truly loves, and that's actually is my prediction, that I think that could be the thing that splits him and Blaine up, if anything. I hope not, but that's... And then they would get back together when he refines himself or whatnot? Or when when they find a way to be together once, you know, like once, I think as you're growing up, you split with someone and you can get back together because you refine your way. Um, or you find a way to be together on these paths, but sometimes you have to split up to figure out the paths. I predict that Marley and Jake are done for good and that Marley and Ryder will be together in the near future. That was my prediction. <laughs> well, yeah, I really think get your own. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I honestly think this is going to be the the beginning for for Blake yeah. and Marley. Yeah. Th- they're going to be a cute one, for sure. That's a cute couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching, though, and hanging out with us again. We love Glee and talking about it with all of you. So keep tweeting and commenting and doing everything you're doing. We see all of it. Um, and you can find AfterBuzz on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV and me at Stephanie Wenger. At Roxy Stryer. At Sarah with an H Mendoza. All right. See you next week, guys. And at Marissa Serafini. Or Serafini TV. Oh. <laughs> I was like, 
as we're going around the table, I was looking for you. All right. <laughs> well, thank you again, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.